With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Family owned and operated since 1972. Sevcheck Service Center, 2200 Longmire, just down from the post office in College Station. 0733. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I don't know if I'm the president of the Harvey Washbangers fan club, but I can tell you I love Love, love Harvey Washbangers. They have the best burgers in town. They have a burger of the month, but you can get any of their specialty burgers, or sometimes you just want meat and cheese and all the deliciousness. It's called the Banger Burger. They have a commitment to Texas craft beers, and so do I. I'm always looking for something exciting, something new, something delicious to drink. They have that at Harvey Washbangers. I, once a month, do wash, dry, fold. Harvey Washbangers has wash, dry, fold. They have Pickup wash dry fold. They have the large washers, large dryers. They're the hard to find ones you can't find pretty much anywhere else in town. Harvey Washbangers, pretty unique. Best burgers. They have great shakes. I love the queso del jefe too. A commitment to Texas craft beers. And they're the best laundry mat in town too. Look them up. Go online, washbangers.com. Let's go. Download the free zone app, free zone app, and you can hear Aggie football on your, on your phone. phone. This is KZNE, College Station Brian. Since 1984, Neil Endler has served the insurance needs of folks all over the Brazos Valley. Neil and his staff take great pride in providing personal service for their clients. Whether it's a new quote, filing a claim, or changing coverage for home or auto insurance, they are ready to help. The Neil Endler Agency is an authorized agent for Germania Insurance. Neil Endler and Lacey Warren have a combined 60 years experience. Give them a call at 846-6566 or find them online at EndlerInsurance.com. That's E-N-D-L-E-R, EndlerInsurance.com. Now, yesterday and today, our theater's been jammed with newspapermen and hundreds of photographers from all over the nation, and these veterans agree with me that the city never has witnessed the excitement stirred by these youngsters from Liverpool who call themselves the Beatles. Now, tonight, you're going to twice be entertained by them. Right now and again in the second half of our show, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Close your eyes and I'll kiss you Tomorrow I'll miss you Welcome into a very special All Beatles Friday. Um, those of you old enough are very familiar with that introduction. 60 years ago today at the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York, Ed introduced the Fab Four to America and most of the world. All My Loving was the song they started out with. And in order, we will be playing those four songs. Uh, Coming up, uh, Till There Was You, I Saw Her Standing There, and I Want to Hold Your Hand. All of those in this hour as we celebrate 60 years of the Beatles. A 50,000 ticket request for that show For a theater that held 728 people. It gave rise to the animals, the stones, the zombies, the kinks, the British invasion. All started by John, Paul, George, and Ringo 60 years ago today. All right. We have got, uh, besides great music, we have got stuff for you today 
Kirk Bowles will join me here in a few minutes. We're going to hear from uh, Mike Elko. Uh, we are going to hear from Wade Taylor IV and Boots Radford uh, as they talk about the big game tomorrow night against Tennessee. In the second hour, I'm going to be joined by Donnie Victrick, the former basketball coach at Snook High School. All he did was win five consecutive state championships his first five years as head coach. And Donnie and a bunch of folks over in Snook have put together a basketball reunion this weekend. And he tells me there will be players from the 60s. Over 100 players have responded. Uh, we're going to uh, visit in studio with Donnie uh, coming up and, and relive some memories and old times in the second hour. Mallory is also here uh, to close out the week for us. I mentioned the game tomorrow night. It will be on ESPN. That's a 7 o'clock start, 6.30 pregame on our sister station, WTAW, with the pregame show. Uh, the Vols, of course, ranked number 6, sitting at 7-2 and two in the SEC. A half game out of first place. The Aggies sitting at five and four after winning their last two. A win would be uh, would be good. A, a, a win tomorrow night. Big crowd will be on hand at Reed Arena tomorrow night. Big game atmosphere for the Aggies and the Vols. Alabama is at LSU tomorrow. Vanderbilt visits 15th ranked South Carolina tomorrow. Auburn is at Florida tomorrow. Gonzaga and Kentucky play a 2 o'clock CBS game. Um, also, uh, Baylor and Kansas play tomorrow afternoon. That should be a dandy. Fifth-ranked Houston at Cincinnati. TCU is at Iowa State. Uh, just some of the basketball on tap for Saturday. So we got that going on for us on Super weekend. Uh, UCLA coach Chip Kelly, who's been trying to desperately get out of Los Angeles, has taken the offensive coordinator's job at Ohio State. That, according to ESPN, uh, UCLA has been made aware of his departure. Uh, Kelly is expected to replace Bill O'Brien, who is being named the head coach at Boston College. Kelly was 35 and 34 at UCLA in six years. Uh, he did have his last three uh, were winning seasons, but could not duplicate the success that he had at Oregon, uh, which would be hard to do. Uh, O'Brien uh, took the offensive coordinator's job last month at Ohio State, former Penn State and Texans head coach, but again, he will be going to Boston College, apparently. Um, Texas A&M baseball standouts, Jace Lavalette, Braden Montgomery, have been named to the Golden Spikes Award watch list. That uh, announced by USA Baseball today. First time Aggie teammates have earned a spot on the preseason watch list since. Tyler Naquin, Ross Stripling, Michael Waka. Back in 2012, pretty good company there. Uh, A&M, one of 11 schools with multiple players on that list. Lavalette Montgomery, both unanimous preseason All-Americans. So the Aggies scheduled to begin their season a week from tonight. A week from tonight. In fact, I think we're uh, off the air at 545 next uh Next Friday evening, if I'm not mistaken, and I doubt if I am mistaken. Corey Kluber's retiring. Uh, the former uh, three-time All-Star and Cy Young winner in Cleveland in 2014 uh, took to social media today to announce the end of his 13-year career. He had a cup of coffee with the Rangers, and of course, pre-World Series days, they were everybody was excited to get Kluber, who'd been a Cy Young winner, got hurt. I think pitched maybe one game with the Rangers. I, I don't remember. Uh, and that was his stint in Arlington. 
Uh, they are golfing at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, you know, where everybody's drunk and throws stuff at the players. Uh, good times. Uh, Nick Taylor, Canada, shot a first-round 60, completing uh, his round uh, this morning. They had rain delay yesterday. Andrew Novak on the course at 6-under. Maverick McNeely on the course at minus 6. Saif Tegala, uh on the course at minus six. Everything is backed up. They probably won't get uh, the second round in uh, totally today either. Daniel Berger, Doug Gim, Justin Sue, all on the course at, uh, at five under par. Uh, reminder that on Monday, the Riders Roundtable, we will obviously talk about the game. I mean, when I say the game, I mean A&M and Tennessee. I, I don't mean the other game this weekend. But, hey, uh, you know, knock yourselves out. That that'll be that'll be just uh, just grand. Um, we're going to take a break. Kirk Bowles is going to join me. We're going to hear from Mike Elko. We're going to hear from Wade Taylor and Boots Radford all in this hour, and we're going to hear the other three songs that the Beatles sang 60 years ago today on the Ed Sullivan Show after the final lap. Brought to you by Chad Jones Law. I'm Chad Jones. We know sports injuries hurt, and so do injuries from car wrecks. But you didn't sign up to be in a car wreck with someone who wasn't paying attention. It was their fault, and now you're left to deal with the consequences. You need to see a doctor, and you're missing work. Chad Jones Law can help. We've been helping our neighbors for more than two decades. Stop getting frustrated with the other side's foot dragging. Remember, don't get mad, get Chad. Call Chad Jones Law at 979-595-5000 or go online to chadjoneslaw.com. Denny Hamlin is on, you know, the winner from the clash this past weekend in downtown Los Angeles, which was moved up a date to Saturday because of the huge storm that was approaching. So what did Denny think of the whole vibe having to move it to Saturday? I think we should consider tonight a success only because if it didn't happen tonight, it was not. I just don't think it was going to happen at all. And so while, you know, there would be some people that are upset about not being able to use her ticket for tomorrow, they weren't going to use it Monday either. So, and and then Tuesday, I'm not sure was an option. It, it just was, this thing was just going to snowball into uh, a really straining the teams, um, all the people here at the Coliseum to have to get this thing converted back over. Um, tonight was the only option to get this thing in, and I'm really happy that NASCAR you know make unprecedented changes to to make sure that the fans at least saw a race. And if this is the last clash at the Coliseum, we go somewhere else next year. How do you sum up this initial three-year experiment? I think it was a success. I mean, certainly you can't argue it from a viewership standpoint. Um, I, I certainly think that, you know, it, it's got merit in going different places, but I think LA, LA was very good to us. Um, and, and I think we were good for this community as well. If you look around the, the, the stands, it's more diverse than what you'll see at most race cars, at most racetracks. So uh, I think it was a win for everyone. You're on the final lap. KFC's new smashed potato bowl is out here looking like an absolute snack. For just $3.49, you get crispy secret recipe fries topped with creamy mashed potatoes, cheese sauce, bacon crumbles, and even more melty cheese. If you're looking to smash your hunger, grab KFC's new smashed potato bowl for just $3.49. For a little extra, add nuggets to the mix. It's finger-licking good. Prices and participation may vary. Tax tip and fees extra. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in Northbrook, Illinois. Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive. We know because we're a local business too. But when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, that is our business. Brian Broadcasting is your full-service marketing partner, combining radio, print, and digital strategies for customers. 
custom results-driven campaigns. Reach out to us and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. Go to brianbroadcasting.com and click Digital Solutions. Brian Broadcasting. Radio. Print. Digital. Every Friday, noon till 1 on the Louis Bellina Show, Bryce Jones, barbecue pit master of the Smoking Aces competition team, joins me inside the Charles Schwab studio. We call it In the Pit, and it's thanks to Dixie Tire Company. Dixie Tire Company, serving Bryan College Station for over 35 years. Join me, join Bryce. We do talk a little barbecue, but we also like to talk Astros, Aggie football, and more. In the Pit, every Friday, noon, on the zone. Welcome to the College Sports Report featuring Kirk Bowles of the Austin American Statesman and your host, Chip Howard. We're joined by the columnist of the Austin American Statesman. And uh, a couple of, of quick things, Kirk, while I'm thinking about it, you got to talk to Sark this week. He had a state of the university football program address, I guess, since there weren't any uh, signing day signings to announce, right? That is correct. They didn't sign a person on signing day. And and uh, the headline out of that day was, he's borderline obsessed with winning a national championship. Did I get that right? You did get that right. Um, and I asked, I, did, I asked, why are you borderline? Why are you all obsessed? <laughs> so, uh, but, but he made it a point. I, got, I didn't come back here just to be a head coach again. I didn't come back to be the head coach of the university. I came here to win championships and he uh, touched all the right notes, I think, and uh, talked about complacency being the work of the devil. And <clears throat> I don't want anybody in our building saying we've arrived. So he, he said all the right things that uh, they've got 30 newcomers coming in, including eight transfers. So mm-hmm. I think he's doing the right things too. Well, he's going to have a hard time beating Baylor now that Gary Patterson's on staff there. Oh, what, what is Gary oh, doing? Oh, wait, huh? they're not playing Baylor anymore, so he doesn't have to worry about that. You know, no, that is, this is so interesting to me. It, it's college football at its best. Gary Patterson going to Baylor and Bryles' son going to TCU. That's just, uh, I don't know, that's the height of irony, I think. That's the very definition of irony. That is life today, is it not? It so, is. <laughs> if I'm uh, Dave Aranda, I would keep a key to my office and make sure <laughs> Gary's sitting in my chair <laughs> halfway through the season. So uh, this guy's got his blood. He don't want to leave the profession. And uh, I understand that as yeah. an old person. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. but, uh, but he can't either can't get a head coaching job or he can't get the one that he wants. Right. You know, uh, everybody thought he was – very interested in the Nebraska job and didn't get that one. Uh-huh. So I don't know. He's hanging around, you know, uh, another one, Chad Morris. You remember that name? I'm yep. sure. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, was offensive coordinator for Davos Sweeney when they were, you know, on their mm-hmm. run, yep. their dynamic run and was a total disaster as the head coach at SMU in Arkansas. Yes, he was. And he's at Texas state as the passing game coordinator and wide receiver coach. That, so, that, that's uh, probably a pretty good fit for him. Yeah, it probably is. So uh, I'm not sure why all it didn't work. He was getting SMU better, but when he went to Arkansas, it didn't last two seasons. But uh, And how about our boy Nick Saban? Uh, not yeah, out well, of work I kind of knew that was coming. I can't wait to see him with the mascot head on. That's going to be so <laughs> fun to see him put on the oh, uh, hey, I'm sure he'll edit. just be yucking it up there on the set, don't you yeah. think? Mr. <laughs> Stick, you know. I just think they got like twenty two on that Yeah, set and now. they're gonna have to get they're gonna have to get a bigger set for sure. I think they gotta raise their hand. Oh, like, that's I, awesome. Uh, I think he'll be pretty good though. He's, uh, you know, I, I, I think we talked about this, did we not? That that ESPN has coveted him for like ten years. They they have wanted I read an article uh, by one of the TV guys and just said he has been one and one A on their list for a long time. Well, he was one and one A on Texas list for a long time. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. Probably a lot of other lists. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he'll be good. I, I just you know I, I don't want Bill Belichick on the NFL no. studio saying, "Well, we're on to Cincinnati." 
And so I just don't know what he'd have to say. But I'm really interested, and I would love to see a 30 for 30 on Nick Saban, wouldn't you? Oh, that would be awesome. Yes, it just would. all the behind-the-scenes and the in-and-outs yep. and yep. how he works. And, boy, he is probably Mr. Routine. He probably, you know, that staff meeting's happening at 7.05. No doubt. So, uh, yeah, but I'm, I, that'll be interesting. And I don't think he'll tolerate a whole lot of stick. <laughs> All right. So uh, the other big headline this week is the college football playoff management committee has managed to appoint a director to the selection committee and several new members. So they are on a roll right now. Yeah. Mac Rose, uh on the selection committee. Yes, he Bader. is. Gary Pinkle. How about that name? Yeah, I wonder where Gary was since leaving Missouri. So, uh, yeah, some, uh, some, uh, a lot of uh, Big Twelve uh, influence there. So, and then, uh, but they just they can't decide how to do the twelve team playoff, and they only have you know like six months left to to get that finished. So, I don't know what's going to happen next December. Well, I'm sure Greg Sankey will announce what it's going to be in you know, <laughs> June or July, since uh, he and Tony Petitia are running things and. You know, of course, you know, this advisory group, you know, you read so many stories now. I mean, get this. They've had 11 congressional hearings on NIL and transfer portal. Do you think they're one iota closer no. to solving that problem? No. It's like, no. hello, NCAA, they ain't helping, okay? They yeah. can't get anything else done on any other issues. Why nope. are they going to exactly? Solutions on this one. Exactly. So, uh, you know, quit beating your head against the wall. But, uh, you know, now that Dartmouth is uh, on the eve of unionizing its basketball players, the, the one yep. all Ivy League non-scholarship league, you know, taking taking the lead on something like this, you know, it, don't you think the unionization of athletes is inevitable? Well, I have thought that for a number of years, and, right. I, and I thought that was the one issue that scared the NCAA absolutely to death. And they and have so done everything possible to try to avoid that. But now, as we've talked, Kirk, they don't have the power to stop that anymore. No, and there's so many lawsuits. I mean, that, that house lawsuit is, you know, athletes could get something like $4.2 billion in back a, you know, I yep. mean, there's so many issues in lawsuits, and I think that was that the the uh, impetus for uh, Sankey Petiti to kind of, all right, let's nobody else is doing it, so let's you and I and our league and our yep. 34 teams, you know, put our heads together and see if we can come up with a plan. And and they don't like the Charlie Baker plan of, you know, thirty thousand right. per player. Right, you know the elite. Well, school. you know what? Given the fact that yesterday the SEC announced seven hundred and forty-one million dollars, three quarters of a billion dollars in revenue distribution, with each school getting over fifty-one million dollars, yeah, that thirty thousand, that thirty thousand is probably not going to fly. That's a lot, isn't it? That's, that's that's a little bit of money. Three quarters of a billion dollars and. You know, yeah. we're still hearing. Ah, oh, we. You know, we got so many financial issues here in 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 college sports. Yeah, yeah like like paying coaches not to coach. You know, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, another that's one. their biggest issue right now for but sure. SEC, SEC fifty one million per school last year. The Big Ten was almost fifty nine million per school, and you know that's only going up with four new Pac twelve schools joining. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's not just a matter of time, but each school will be making a hundred million a year. Yes, just for being in a league. That means you haven't sold a ticket, a Vince Young jersey, a Coca Cola, and you've already got a hundred million in your tiller there. Yeah. So, uh, and and there's revenue to be shared. They just have to come up with a workable plan before the students and the courts do it for them. Correct. So, yep. You know, they, they've all dropped the ball on this. Conference commissioners, school presidents don't want to be bothered with it, ADs. So there's got to be some semblance of a remedy, I think, in the next couple of years before this thing goes off the rails. And you see people cutting programs. Yes. And you cutting non-revenue sports and, and going to club sports. Believe me, it could happen. 
you know, because football, as you know, wants to keep all the money. So, you know, that clock is ticking. Kirk Bowles continues to be the voice of doom for college athletics. We will continue after this for Brazos Home Care and the Sterling Auto Group of Navasota. Michael Gonzalez here with Sterling Navasota inviting you out to use our state-of-the-art service facilities for your vehicle needs. We service all makes and miles. That's right, Ford, Toyota, Honda, and of course all GM, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram products. Don't let the other guys tell you it'll be days to get in. No appointments are necessary at Sterling and Navasota, and there's no wait to get in. Come by and see us in person at Sterling Chevy Buick GMC on East Washington or Sterling Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 6 or visit us online at SterlingNavasota.com. Brazos Home Care is an Aggie and family-owned in-home care agency providing excellent home care services to the valley and surrounding communities. The Brazos Home Care staff specializes in personal assistance, hygiene, companionship, meal preparation, and light housekeeping. Brazos Home Care is available for as little as four hours a week to 24 hours a day. And Brazos Home Care offers expertise in navigating VA benefits for retired military. For more information and to set up a consultation, go online at BrazosHomeCare.com. Kirk Bowles is with us on this Friday afternoon. Uh, Kirk, did I read this right? Does Texas have another home game uh, uh, tomorrow in basketball? Haven't they petitioned the Big 12 to play all their games on the road yet? They do. They do have another home game, and they're scared to death. And, uh, you know, one in four at home Big 12 play, I can see why. And uh, I tell you what, they lost to Iowa State. Uh, here on Tuesday, and they played abysmally. It was just, you know, I mean, Tyrese Hunter and Max Aismas were, I think they were like 1 for 10 or 0 for 10 the first half. Yeah. You know, they got down like 36 to 19 yep. against State, which is a very good team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're all good teams. I mean, you look at the standings right now, they're, they're 10 teams within two games of first place. Yes. Houston's at 7 and 3 in first place, but they're there are nine other teams that have five losses right. or fewer. So, and you know what's so weird? You mentioned Texas to be one and four at home, and not just one and four. They looked awful. They looked awful against Houston the week before, and then almost beat them in yeah. The overtime. Yeah, uh, but they've won more road games than anybody, like he hinted at. Yeah, it's crazy. Three and two on the road. Three it's... and two on the road. Only team with a winning record. On the road, so you explain that one to me. No, I, I got no explanation. Uh, especially Kirk, you know we've talked about their lack of defense and rebounding, which is really the two things you've got to take on the road with you if you're going to win. Absolutely, and they play with a sense of urgency. It's I don't know. It's 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 them against the world. I think when you go on the road, I think you know every team tries to take on that mentality, uh-huh. but they. They just look so relaxed and at home. They don't, you know, you never see them, you know, get off to an 18 to 6 lead at home. Never. Right. And part of it's talent. You know, let's don't overlook the obvious. You know, there's probably not an NBA player on this team. You know, Dylan yep. suit might have a chance, but he's not a, a real athletic, explosive player. No. He's just very, very good college player, and he's the best they got. You know, if, if I, you know, if everybody played probably on that team as hard as he did, they'd be a lot better, don't you think? Oh, my God, absolutely would. And, you know, I've talked about the need for a third reliable offensive yes. player, but Max Aismas, and they just haven't come up with it. I mean, the star, besides Dylan DeSue and Max's shooting, the star is Kendall Weaver, the transfer. Correct, from- yeah. Yeah, you know, and he just brings an energy and hustle and rebounding. But and, he's not He's not know, a scorer. He's not a scorer, yeah. you know. He, he could he can score ten or twelve points, but it's off a hustle plays, off a rebound, a put back, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And they leave him open, obviously for a reason. So I don't know. It's you know, and I was looking at that they were all the way up to twenty ninth in the nation in Ken Palm. Yeah, I but, I saw that. But their their defensive rankings I don't know if it's sixty two or sixty three. I don't know if they changed since Tuesday, but a defensive rating of 62 isn't going to get you anywhere, you know. But they've got to go, you know, they're now sitting four and six going into uh, tomorrow's game. And you might get in at 7-11. I think three big club teams have gotten into the tournament, uh, NCAA tournament, that is, at 
Seven Eleven, but they don't have good out of conference wins. They yeah. you know, lost to UConn, they lost to Marquette, and they don't have any big wins. They just have the membership in, in the Big Twelve. So I think they almost have to go eight and ten, mm-hmm. which means they got to find four more wins, and they've got to go to Houston, they got to go to Kansas, they got to go to Baylor, they got to yep. go to Texas Tech. Yep. You know, show show me the easy win there. Yeah, there's there's no easy win, and and yeah. frankly. Uh, the way they're playing, every game is, has been a struggle for sure. I mean, I, you know, you talked about Asmus, but but he's streaky too, Kirk. I mean, it's not like he's filling it up every game consistently. And, and if he's not shooting from the outside, I, they, they've got real issues scoring the ball. Well, they, he gets so much attention, you know. Yep. People tend to at him and, and send taller players. He's listed at six foot. He's probably 5'10". Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he can get his own shot. But, boy, he draws so much attention because they don't have any other <clears throat> reliable scores. So, but, right. But you're right. I mean, yeah, the scouting is so good, and everybody's seen each other, you know, for uh, six weeks now. So, you know, the, that, that presents a problem as well. So, so, are, the so Aggies, are the Aggies getting in? Uh, you know, I they're they're right there, and 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 uh, Lenardi has them in right now. Uh, this last week before their their game at at Missouri, he had them and Texas as the uh, n- let's see, not the first four in the like the, among the last four in the tournament, and that was before the Texas loss, and and of course A and M won. A&M, I think, Kirk, this this game uh, tomorrow night with Tennessee is probably, uh, well, not probably. It's their it's their biggest game of the year right now. But you know, this time of year, every game gets big if you're on the bubble. But uh, a, a win against Tennessee, which they won here last year, Kirk. They they beat Tennessee last year. But I I think this is a better Tennessee team this year, of course, with Connect, and it's not quite as good an A&M team as it was a year ago. No, I, I think you're dead right on that. Dalton Connect could be a National Player of the Year candidate. Yeah, he's it, really good. Yeah, Zach Eady doesn't already have But that I will possible. say this, Kirk, that the, uh, the one thing that A&M does, they, they cannot shoot the ball. Uh, they haven't shot free throws well this year, but they can defend. They do defend the ball, and, and they do crash the board. So uh, both of those things, and at home, of course, they'll they'll have a huge crowd tomorrow night. So – I think it's been a really interesting game. I, I think they have a shot at home tomorrow night against Tennessee. Well, Rick Barnes is one of my all-time favorite coaches and favorite people in this uh, industry that yep. we're in. So uh, if you get to see the bus driver, be sure and tell him. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have a wonderful time with the fans tomorrow night, Kirk. <laughs> He Kirk, does. He'll live it up. He'll soak it up and embrace it. No Kirk, question. Kirk Bowles joins us each Friday, brought to you by Brazos Home Care and the Sterling Auto Group of Navasota. Kirk Bowles will be back with us next Friday. Sebchak Service Center is open right now until 6 o'clock. I was in there today filling up my truck. I uh, got to talk to uh, Pat and Kay and Mark and Haley, and they're uh, they're busy over there. Uh, they should be. They've been around over 50 years. People in the Brazos Valley know their reputation, know what they do day in and day out, whether it's the smallest job or the largest. And by the way, with Snowmageddon coming this weekend, better jump over there. They're open tomorrow, by the way, from 7 to 4. Get everything checked out. Tires, uh, see if your car is winterproofed. Get ready for the great blizzard of 24. And those folks will help you out. Again, they're open till 6 this evening. They're open from 7 until 4 tomorrow. It's Sebchak Service Center, 2200 Longmire, just down from the post office in College Station. The flagship station for Aggie Athletics is The Zone. Whenever the Aggies are playing, you can hear them right here at 1150 and 93.7. And our Aggie broadcast sponsors make it happen. Rudy's Barbecue, real Texas barbecue. The Sleep Station, Aggie-owned, Aggie-operated, and a proud Texas company. And Prosperity Bank, real bankers, not just a bank. Listen to the games on The Zone 1150 and 93.7 FM. 
You can hear the Paul Feinbaum Show weekdays 2 to 4 here on The Zone. Presented by Polaris Fun Center. Paul Feinbaum is SEC Country. And Aggieland is SEC Country too. Join Paul weekdays 2 to 4 here on The Zone. Polaris Fun Center where you can get a $500 rebate on any 450 or 570 Model A TV. Or $2,000 cash back on a Polaris XP1000. Polaris Fun Center where they sell and service fun. Not tractors. The voice of the SEC. And you can hear Paul Feinbaum weekdays from 2 to 4 on The Zone. in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies somebody calls you you answer quite slowly a girl with kaleidoscope all right so uh, mike elko on wednesday met with the media talk about the three players during the late signing period and kind of gave a state of the program as the media asked questions. We we carried that, by the way, live uh, on Wednesday afternoon. But uh, we played a couple of parts. We're going to play the third and final part uh, this afternoon. Uh, let's listen in to Aggie football coach Mike Elko. Mike, I know you guys are far off from the fall, but uh, how comfortable are you being over the 85 scholarship limit? And is that kind of the future of where things are going since you probably expect some spring departures? Yeah, I just think it's such a fluid roster situation nowadays. Um, you know, I think um, if you look, I think everyone anticipates somewhere between 8 to 12 departures post-spring ball. That just seems to be the natural lay of the world right now. And so... Um, you know, in an attempt to try to be at 85 when you need to be at 85, it's, um, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world, right? And, and I think, um, you know, every cycle has been different. You know, I think last year the spring cycle wasn't as prominent with, with impact players at times. Um, that could completely change. This cycle, uh, who knows, because this is all still new and fresh to everybody, but we certainly didn't want to go into a situation where post-spring ball we were having to fill an awful lot of spots because I don't know that um, there's a lot of natural attrition that happens post-spring ball, right? I just That doesn't seem like a natural time for people to decide to switch rosters. I also want to ask about uh, Tommy Moffitt and just the impact you've seen from him over this you know, winter workouts and have any newcomers maybe caught your eye? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> the, the caught your eye question I always struggle with because I'm going to name two and then 20 people are going to be mad at me. So <laughs> I'll, I'll politely decline that question for the rest of my time here. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, the point of what what is going on in there, I, I think Tommy Moffitt's having a huge impact on our program right now. And, and not only Tommy, I think we have an elite strength staff. I, I think top to bottom, what we are doing in that room right now is is operating at a really, really high level uh, for, for a group of guys that has not been together much. Um, you know, Some of them, I think, have some ties together to, to old times at LSU and to Tommy, but a group of five guys that has never really worked together um, to be in sync right now the way they are for our, our, our room to be operating and functioning at the level that it is right now. I think our kids all feel that. Um, I think, you know, they appreciate, like... It's becoming more and more about kids today feeling as though what they're doing is working and helping and improving them, right? That was always the, the model of the NFL, right, was was if you could help them get where they wanted to go, they would listen. If you couldn't, they wouldn't, right? And for a long time, college wasn't like that. It was just we just listen to our coach because we have to. I think one of the things that has reshaped a little bit with all of the portal and all of this stuff is – you have a little bit of that NFL feel where if kids feel like what they're doing is helping them grow, they're operating at a certain level and excited about it. If they don't, it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm not really into this. Um, and so I think what you're getting is uh, our kids and our energy around this building is at a really high level right now, and that's not to compare it to anything. It's just right now it's at a really high level, and I think that's good. Fourth row on the left, Rob, and down front, Travis. Howdy, Coach. Uh, so um, tell me about Robert, a six foot six, three hundred and five pound offensive lineman that can play lacrosse. 
I don't, I don't know if while you were at Duke, if I know lacrosse is big at Duke, if you ever got a chance, or did you ever, did you look at his lacrosse film at all during the recruiting process? Yeah, I think we went out and kind of watched him play lacrosse in the spring because during the evaluation period, he was playing uh, lacrosse, and so this would have been last spring. Um, yeah, I think it, it's dangerous when there's a 6'6", 305-pound running around with a long pole playing lacrosse for anyone that doesn't know what that is. That's the really <laughs> long one that you can whack people with, that you play defense with. But, um, yeah, no, I think, you know, there's a certain level of athleticism you need to play tackle in this conference. I think everybody knows this. The elite edge rushers in the country, for the most part, are in this league. And, um, you know, it's a good starting point to say that you've got the feet and the athleticism to run around and play a game on two feet at a really high level, uh, not just be an offensive lineman. And so, um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that really attracted us to him at Duke. And, and certainly, as we project him here, feel really good about it as well. Front row right, Travis, and then Mark. Uh, when I know you talked about the the different uh, signing periods change, but when there is just kind of one guy left on the board that everybody has their eyes on, and you're able to get that guy like a bussy, does that add anything extra to the program beyond just the, the talent that you got with a kid? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think this, and, and I, I promised him I would do this for him, so I'm going to do it right now. Like, let's it's just. Be careful a little bit, right? He's he's a really talented player. He's a really great athlete. Let's not put too much on one young man in, in any way, shape, or form, right? We're really excited that he's coming here. We put an awful lot of work in to get him here. He's going to play a huge role for Texas A&M football, but I don't want to stand up here and um, – you know, talk about one kid and put that type of pressure on one kid. Um, he's going to come here and he's going to be a great Aggie, and we're really excited about that. And uh, with uh, Ross going on to Ohio State, when did you kind of learn of that, and what in your mind makes for a good athletic director in this landscape of college sports? Oh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt that one and, and <laughs> let the people who, who care about that one talk about that one. Um, we got enough. I got enough things on my plate to worry about. Um, you know, right now, right now, I guess I can't get fired because I technically don't have a boss. So that's a good place to live in. Okay, we'll go, Mark, and then Sam. You'll wrap us up. Or, okay, a couple more here. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, Coach, you signed five corners in the transfer class, and now Kerry's going to be primarily a corner. Can you kind of walk th walk through the evaluation process and what made you go after those guys? Yeah, I just we were we were so short numbers, and and it was you know it was it was interesting because it's one of the things that that caught us real quick. You know, there was obviously some attrition into the portal, but we were really we felt like we were trying to replenish parts of the roster that we didn't even lose a ton of guys, um, and so it just. The secondary was was way short from a number standpoint on where, in my opinion, you would want the roster to be. And so um, we felt like in order to play football the way we want to, multiple packages, multiple defensive groupings, to be able to match up with some people, um, there were just a lot of pieces we needed to add to that group. And so um, it was obviously a priority. And, and, and then I think we were able to land a large part of it, right? And that plays a role too because, you know, we were never going to dip. It wasn't, we weren't looking to just bring in bodies because I don't think that helps or benefits anything that you're trying to do is to just fill a spot with a number. And so, um, you know, we identified some guys that we thought could add a lot of value for us and then we were able to land a, a really high percentage of that group group um, from the transfers to Terry. And so uh, I think now when you look at the depth chart in the secondary, you see a lot of options. You see a lot of versatility. You see a lot of different types of bodies back there um, and a lot of guys with a lot of different skill sets that I think now as a defensive coach and, and certainly Coach Bateman can look at and go, okay, you know, we can do some different things with this group and what we want to do. Second row left, Sam, and then Brent, you wrap us up. Mike, we spent a lot of time talking about the roster, off-season workouts, coaching hires. How much time have you been able to spend on ball, and and when, or how how much are you looking forward to spring to get to some ball? Yeah, the biggest thing is our kids. Like I, I got, we had a team meeting yesterday, just because I felt like okay, like. <laughs> I do have a team here, and it would be nice to stand in front of them and coach them. And I think that's probably the hardest thing about the transitions are, you know, you transition into the first cycle and you're ripping and running to get to the first signing day. And then, you know, you disappear for the winter break and you don't get to see them. And then you come back and we had a couple days with them. But then, again, you're right out for the January period. And so if you think about it, um, I've probably only been in the office, gosh, maybe 
five, six days since I got hired where like I'm literally just here to be around the guys. And so, um, yeah, I think you look forward to that. You know, obviously I think, you know, we want to get together as a staff and start talking football and kind of tightening up what our packages look like and what we want to do. And we've been able to get that ball rolling this week, which has been good. But more than anything, you just want to get around your players and start start the mental process, the building, the building of character, the building of relationships, the connection, like all of the things that go into making a football program what you want it to be. Um, you know, you can't do that stuff remotely. And so it's just, it's good to get back into it where you can be around those guys every day. All right, Brent, wrap this up. So I take it they didn't ask you to be on that AD committee then? Uh, no, I didn't. Yeah. Dr. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce Foster has, has been a guy who's excelled at two sports here. What is your approach on that in terms of him participating in the on the field part of, of track and field as well? Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, college, you want kids to be able to achieve in, in things that they're passionate about and, and things that they're good at. And, and, you know, we've been fortunate here with Bryce now, with Devon A-Chain when he was here, that there's been some kids who had the ability to be talented football players and also have a huge impact on the track as well. And so we're in the field as well in the field events. And so um, yeah, I think a part of this is they are still college kids, right? And, and if college kids have the ability to do it and they're mentally inclined and, and willing to do it, then you want to give them those opportunities. And so, you know, we certainly support Bryce and, and what he does over there. And um, we'll continue to do that with kids moving forward if it fits on both, both uh, avenues. April 20th is a spring game. What are your expectations? Those can be, you know, fun days for fans and everything. What are your expectations for your first spring game? Oh, God. <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't even, I haven't even had a practice yet. Um, my, yeah, I mean, shoot. Yeah, I mean, I, my expectations are... It can be a are, good recruiting day. Yeah, well. no, I mean, my expectations for this place are always the same. I mean, I think that um, there's a passionate fan base that we have that gets really excited about Texas A&M football. Uh, I would hope that the things that have happened in the last two months have kind of rekindled a lot of that energy and passion. And I would hope that as we head into the spring that there's a lot of Texas Aggie fans that want to come out and, and watch us play football. And the spring game on April 20th at 1 o'clock will be a great opportunity for them to come out and do that. And um, But I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, I, I know this place will be rocking when Notre Dame comes here. Um, so I don't feel like I need to dare our fans to get out here at any point between now and then. We will show up as needed, when needed. And so I appreciate our fan base for that. And so um, I haven't really thought much about it because, you know, I know they're here when we need them. So I certainly would anticipate we'd get a good turnout for the first spring game. But um, if they're saving all of their energy for Notre Dame, I'm good with that too. All right. The whole uh, press conference. I'm sorry. <laughs> Usually Mike, he's thank up you. front. Yeah. Go ahead, David. Mike, overall, when you look at the entire roster, like top to bottom, size, speed, how do you see them? How do you think that they look as a football team and then combine that with the mental approach of the guys you're bringing in? Yeah, I think that's that's the part that we have to get into now, right? And so um, I've watched a handful of workouts and had a handful of team meetings, but not nearly enough to sit here and speak really educated on that. And that's that's the next part of this, right? That's... You know, we're going to take these four days and kind of breathe and get back and see the family a little bit and, and do those types of things. And then we're going to come back here Monday and, and it's going to be a, a four week roll with all of that stuff. Right. To get into the meeting room with these guys, to get in front of these guys, to get out to the workouts with these guys, to start putting these guys through some some agility football stuff and um I think that's the part that, that we have to transition to now, um, and I think that's the part that I'm really excited about. I think getting around this team now, we have a team, we've put it together, we've got the pieces in place, now we've got to build it, right? And, and we have from now until you know the opener to get it built to the level we need it for us to go out and have the season we want to have, and so I think that's now where we're headed. Citizens State Bank offers a wide range of full-service banking, including internet banking, mobile app, and Visa debit cards. Stop by one of our convenient locations in Burleson, Washington, and Grimes counties, or visit on the web at csbtx.bank. Citizens State Bank, local people making local decisions, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here to serve your banking needs at Citizens State Bank. 
Whether tailgating for two or 200, shop Reedfield Meats and Deli on Texas Avenue in Bryan, bacon-wrapped filet mignon, hand-cut aged ribeyes and New York strips, smoked applewood bacon, meat kebabs, seasoned and marinated meats, bacon-wrapped specialties, fresh muffalata sandwiches, in-store made Italian sausage, and Reedfield spectacular party trays for game day gatherings. 60 years of serving award-winning meats. Reedfield Meats and Deli, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and Saturday till 4 p.m. Family-owned and operated Italian meat market since 1960. Hang out with us at home, at work, and on the go with the Zone app. Now those first three songs, those first three songs were dedicated to Johnny Carson, Randy Parr, and Earl Wilson. Now in introducing the Beatles again, may I point out that they'll be on our show, as I told our audience, for the next two Sundays. Next Sunday from Deauville Hotel in the Miami Beach show starring Hollywood's exciting Mitty Gaynor. But ladies and gentlemen, All right, that is song number three of the four-song set the Beatles sang 60 years ago today on Ed Sullivan, February 9th, 1964. Wowzers, I saw her standing there. All right, uh, we're going to hear from a couple of players that met with the media, including yours truly, just a couple hours ago on campus. First, we're going to hear from guard Wade Taylor, and then we're going to hear from guard Boots Radford. Just, how, how have you seen Solo kind of continue to develop this year into a guy that I know Buzz has said a couple times because of his defense, you can't take him off the floor? Mm-hmm. Uh, I see him every day at practice. In every game, we do suit up. Um, he tries to stay consistent with being that same player every night. Uh, I think that's what he like came into, um, the energy, uh, defending the best player. Like That's the things that he want to do. And sometimes he do uh, without even trying, you know. That's just who we are. And I know, uh, like Wade said, y'all, y'all rotate, but is it going to be exciting to kind of see him get to go against Connect, who's a lot of people say is one of the best in the, in the conference? Yeah, it's, it's just going to be a game to see, you know. Um, and it's going to be a, a real good matchup, so that's how, good. How do you describe Anderson Garcia as a player? Ah, uh, You just never know what you're going to get from him. You know he's going to play hard. You know he's going to rebound the ball. But he always do. He always uh, – do a, do way more than uh, than the next game, you know. So uh, he gonna rebound. He gonna bring energy also with uh, with solo. Uh, he gonna uh, be a leader. He gonna communicate. He gonna uh, put you on game to where um, if he sees something and you don't, he'll he'll spot it before you. Uh, he just do a lot that uh, everybody can't see. But as a teammate, uh, we talk about it. And we acknowledge. Do you think he does some? stuff every now and then that surprises you? Uh, I mean, he, I think Andy's, uh, his mind is uh, probably like a second faster than uh, most people we play against and uh, most of the people on the team. So, yeah, he might see plays before you can see him or realize him, but he'll let you know he see it. Do y'all draw from the fact that you've already beaten a number 16 here this season? Uh, it's a brand new game. <laughs> it's a brand new game, different team. Uh, the intensity is even different for this game. It's a big game. Uh, it's going to be a real good matchup. How important, I know every game is important and it's a conference game, but just to be able to take down a team in the top five or six and get for the second time to make sure that you have the people at BNCAA's attention when it comes to picking teams at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, all that comes from uh, just being ourselves. We just got to be ourselves once again, like we uh, we are every night. Um, and taking down a, a team like this uh, could could open some eyes later on in the season. So what would you say has just been the biggest difference for you these last couple games? Uh, just, I think it was just uh, my nights a couple nights in a row. Um, my team playing through me, the coaches believing in me, uh, and Andy, Andy uh, telling me different plays or uh, different ways to like play with them on the court. 
uh, I think that helps, you know. So um, I just shed the light on my teammates and uh, the coaches for that. Do, do you feel like every game in, the, in league play you have to play harder than the other team? Yeah, every to win. Yeah, every I think that's every night uh, or every game night. Uh, you have to come out with more energy, uh, with more effort, and um, you have to definitely play harder if you want to win. Uh, that's what it takes to win in this league. What does Tennessee do best, and what do y'all have to do to counter that? I think they run what they run their plays like at full speed, you know, um, and they try to touch that paint. They try to get middle. They're going to knock down open shots. Uh, they have a, a real good team overall. Um, and they're coached by a really good coach, too. So I think that puts everything together for what they have this year. What do you think it is about, you know, I know obviously this year the Kentucky game, but even going back to last year, uh, you know, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida, Florida this year, it seems like when y'all, you know, go up against a big-time opponent, y- y'all are able to kind of channel, you know, so one of, some of your better games, even if, even if you don't maybe come out with a win, especially at home. What do, what do you think has been kind of the common thread through all these games? Y'all at least have given yourselves a pretty good chance. Um, at home, I can honestly say it's the energy we bring. And on top of that is the 12th Man Foundation. Um, they do their part. so And we already know that. So we just got to step up to the plate and do ours. Y'all shot 34 free, free throws last year uh, and that went over Tennessee. Do y'all have to get I me? Mean, is it? Is that the key to to being able to beat those guys? <laughs> I think the key is to come out uh, wanting it more, playing harder, uh, and obviously having more energy. And when we do get to the free throw line, um, those win games too. So we just have to uh, knock those down every chance we get. All right. Wade Taylor boots Radford. 7 o'clock start tomorrow at Reed Arena against the fighting Rick Barneses from Tennessee. Uh, that should be a dandy. Um, don't forget, stay tuned. Second hour, Donnie Victrick, former Snook basketball coach is going to be in studio with me and Mallory will be here for some entertainment news. Producers cooperative is open until five 30 this afternoon. If you can't get over there right now, you can tomorrow all day, seven 30 to five 30 Monday through Saturday producers, the largest ag supply co-op in the state of Texas, over 10,000 members strong. It's beginning to be planting season, and the people over there can tell you what and when to do that. There's experts on staff everywhere. You do not have to be a co-op member to walk in the front door and do business with the folks at Producers. They're right there on Texas Avenue, a little bit north of Highway 21. <clears throat> you can go on their website at producerscooperative.com, producerscooperative.com. And tell them I said, hey, would you? Producers, everything ag since 1943. Have you been told you have cataracts? Texas Regional Eye Center is proud to be Aguiland's exclusive provider of the light adjustable lens. This revolutionary technology allows you to adjust your vision after surgery to find the right focus point for your lifestyle. Using a non-invasive light treatment, you can shift the focus distance of your lens multiple times, effectively dialing in the vision you like best. Don't settle for a one-size-fits-all solution to cataract surgery. Customize your vision to see the world the way you like. You'll only find this technology in Aggieland at Texas Regional Eye Center. So call 774-0498 to make your appointment today or visit texasregionaleye.com for more information. Make your appointment today with Dr. Bill Riggs or Dr. Kyle Varvel and learn more about the light adjustable lens at Texas Regional Eye Center. Call 774-0498. That's 774-0498. For your car, your home, your business too, Acme Glass takes care of you. For over 60 years, we're the clear leader. Our quality and value keeps shining through. For repair and replacement on all kinds of glass, can trust Acme for quality that lasts. Where quality and value keep shining through. Acme Glass, we're the clear leader. Everybody, listen. You're listening to your home for Aggie football, basketball, and baseball. It makes me want to listen to this station. 
This is The Zone, 1150 AM and 93.7 FM. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.